Welcome to Right Spokane Perspective with your host, Tim. And Shannon. It's opinion, fact, information, and your alert system. Stay tuned and enjoy the show. Welcome to Right Spokane Perspective on this Tuesday episode. We do have a special guest coming on the second half today in Rabbi Han. He's got an event coming up, and that event is, Shannon? It is the Honey Girl of Auschwitz. Coming up on Sunday, December 3rd from 7 to 9 p.m. at the Spokane Convention Center. Yep, go to ticketswest.com to grab those tickets for the Honey Girl of Auschwitz. She is a Holocaust survivor, and we got to remember history. We're going to talk a little bit about that in just a moment after some inspiration. Our inspiration today is going to be quiet faithfulness in Christ. I didn't notice him at first. I'd come down for breakfast at my hotel. Everything in the dining room was clean. The buffet table was filled. The refrigerator was stocked. The utensil container packed tight. Everything was perfect. Then I saw him. The unassuming man refilled this, wiped that. He didn't draw attention to himself, but the longer I sat, the more I was amazed. The man was working very fast, noticing everything and refilling everything before anyone might need something. As a food service veteran, I noticed his constant attention to detail. Everything was perfect because this man was working faithfully, even if you noticed. Watching this man work so meticulously, I recalled Paul's words to the Thessalonians, make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. You should mind your own business and work with your hands so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders. Paul understood how a faithful worker might win others' respect, offering a quiet testimony to how the gospel can infuse even seemingly small acts of service for others with dignity and purpose. I don't know if the man I saw that day was a believer in Jesus, but I'm grateful his quiet diligence reminded me to rely on God to live out a quiet faithfulness that reflects his faithful ways. Heavenly Father, Please help us to remember that there are no small jobs in your kingdom and to faithfully serve you each day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, to go out and serve each day, I think we have to be focused on truth. And I think living in a world where people can have their own truth is a dangerous place to be. And that's where we found ourselves today. And we're slipping further and further away from the truth and science and things that we can attest to be true. But you can't really say that because it could be mean or hateful because other people now believe in complete falsehoods. And it's written in the law that they can believe those falsehoods. So history is important to remember. This event that's coming up with Rabbi Han and the Honey Girl of Auschwitz. You can, again, go to ticketswest.com for that event coming up December 3rd here from 7 to 9 p.m. I think it's important to understand the history, and these occurrences don't just happen. And the history isn't like a long-range history. Things can happen pretty quickly. People can be put into power. Laws can be changed. We can just look at the laws that happened across our country or even in our state Last year was history, right? But there was laws passed. Five years ago was history, but there was laws passed. So what happened with the Holocaust really was a movement of some communist dictators and people that wanted to control and have power populations. And so they wrote it into law. 
Now, I've interviewed folks and I've talked to folks who've actually been over to the concentration camps and dug into the history. My dad was an avid seeker of truth when it came to World War II. And so lots of documentaries over the years that I'd seen and talking to people that have actually been there, which I have not, it is eerie. It's terrifying that uh, a human race could do that to, to another group of people. But that's the problem is it wasn't the human race anymore. It was this group and that group and the other group. And in the laws, they separated groups in the law and, and handed out rights to different groups and then also handed out penalties to other groups. You know, like they had to identify their businesses. They had to wear an armband and things like that in Germany. We have that going on in America today. I think that's going on in different places in the world. We're supposed to have a legal system that is blind, that doesn't view your race, your gender, your, you know, go down the litany of things that they've used to try to divide us. Or government that's supposed to be nonpartisan. Well, George Washington thought it should be nonpartisan, but we do have political parties and most countries do have political parties, but you can't have a two-tiered justice system and you can't have a justice system of we're in power and you're not. Because then when a certain group gains power, then they can change the laws to maintain that power. And we're seeing that happen, not just in our country, but other countries. They can change election laws, allow some people to vote and not others, or make election systems so complex that fraud is very easy. Uh, Same day voting, uh, you can have, uh, you know, we had a representative from Washington State, House of Representatives here in studio with us talking about proposed law changes in Washington that would allow citizens credits, taxpayer funds to support political candidates. And I I don't think we want to go there. There's already too much money in politics, too much money centralized in who gets to be in power. And it's interesting to me too, because, you know, you, you hear from, you know, the Democrat side that, Oh, the Republicans and all the rich people, you know, uh, (laughs) Bernie Sanders, you know, you got to tax the millionaires and the billionaires. Well, where, where's the Democrats get their money? There was just an article here recently about the gubernatorial race here in Washington. And, uh, you know, and actually there's other political races where they're getting their money from. And the money's coming from millionaires and billionaires on both sides of the political aisle. And why do they want that power? Well, they want that power for government regulation that would you know, benefit their group of people, their business, whatever. And we have way too much of that of, of picking winners and losers in government these days. And I think that we have to be really careful how our leaders are picked. These election laws that have changed across the country and in our state have obviously allowed for certain powers to gain even more power. And I think that especially in the Democrat party, you have a far, far left contingent of radicals that have taken over that party and that party is you know you you don't get a sway from the vote right they they keep their members under control and you've got entities like the the public sector unions that that's just the way you vote you don't go to work and say you don't vote with the union when the union tells you how to vote you vote that way and i think these political powers are pretty dangerous i think individuals should vote for whoever they think is the best candidate. I think they should vote based upon their their morals. Individuals have very little power now just with their vote. 
because there's so much money in elections. You've got the ballot stuffing that occurs. You've got people out there that are paid to go and gather ballots and who knows, maybe they're paying people for ballots. We just saw here in Spokane a year or so ago at uh, Camp Dope, a homeless camp with mostly people that were drug addicted, a lot of people that were not from Spokane, but you had a group that is mostly left-leaning with the League of Women Voters down there registering people to vote, which these individuals were supposed to be given identifying badges to try to figure out what was going on at that encampment, the largest homeless camp in the state at the time. And they gave false names. So how are these people registering to vote? uh, And did they vote? I'm not sure. But, you know, it reminds me of some certain bumper sticker that says the people that work for a living are tired of those that vote for a living. That's right. Well, and, you know, we're going to talk about this a little bit on tomorrow's show with elections and taxation. And we see that the outcome of elections sometimes are, are very, very bizarre. People want the government to do certain things, but mostly people don't want to pay more taxes because, of course, we're already taxed enough. But you have people voting for taxes that seemingly don't think they have to pay those taxes because, say, they're renters. So it's, yeah, vote for the kids, vote for this, vote for that, vote for whatever. It's a, it's another tax uh, levy. It's a, it's a you know, a bond and it's going to be attached to property taxes. Well, I'm a renter. I don't own property. But then you're angry with your landlord when they raise their rent. So we have people detached from issues, they think, voting for outcomes they don't have to live out, they don't think. Just like with the the university system, we saw with the area, the county down in Pullman, where for the first time in Washington's history that I believe it's ever happened, that that county changed political parties because of high voter turnout of college students that aren't going to be there to live out the results they voted for of the election that they were convinced to vote in because they could just register to vote as a non-resident college student. So we have to pay attention to laws. And that's why in the second half with this story of the honey girl of Auschwitz, Rabbi Hahn bringing these individuals to Spokane who are Holocaust survivors to make sure we remember history is that we don't want to repeat this history. And I think it's important for the Jewish nation and the stuff that's going on right now, but I think it's important long-term. Last year, five years ago, a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, the people that are being put into power, the laws that are getting changed, the way that our elections are being changed so different groups of people can gain power. The way crime is being enforced or not enforced. Why do they want that power? What's their end goal? And what laws are they changing so they can maintain that power? And, and you can look at both political parties. That's fine. Let's have an honest conversation about the direction we're heading, why we're dividing people so much. Why are we allowing riots to occur? Why, why are we allowing crime to get out of control? What's happening to our culture? And are we getting ready to repeat history again? Why is hatred and hate crimes on the rise everywhere? Is it because our government and laws are created that divide people more and more. We can look at different government programs that were unsuccessful in you know, fighting poverty. Well, have we got more people into successful living and off the welfare system? No, I think your bumper sticker says it, says it just right. What, what was the bumper sticker that you were quoting again? Oh, it said, the people that work for a living are tired of those that vote for a living. Wasn't it something that the, the people that, are, that work for a living 
are outvoted by the people that vote for a living or something? Guess- no, but I think it referenced mostly that um, the rules for thee, but not for me. So right. we have we have our elected representatives that are are going and they're voting for things and more taxes and and more property taxes. It's the rest of us that have to try and pay for it. Well, and it's like you always say, you know, we should be looking for what is right, not who is right. And what we see happening, and we see this, you can see this in your family and your friends sometimes, they're voting for self-interest, not the interest of better governance, because people don't even understand what better governance is, because our government has gotten so far out of control. If you're in a government employees union, you vote for the people that promise you the most pay, the most benefits you could possibly get and increasing tax revenues so that you can either grow your organization that is in the government uh, or you can maintain that organization, whether it's adequate or needed or not. And the same thing goes with people that are on government subsidies. They're going to vote for the person that is going to promise the most amount of subsidies and the least amount of restriction to the public trough. And you also have organizations and entities, contractors of the government that are doing the same thing, voting for self-interest, voting to, to get more contracts. And you see it on both sides of the political aisle. It just depends on who wants more government money, right? Who wants more government influence and power. We're moving away from an electorate that is voting for a governance that treats everyone equally, not this create new different kinds of equality, but a governance and a justice system and a, a, a government financial system and even a private financial system that's regulated based upon the individual. Doesn't matter where you, what, where you came from, your origin, your gender, your this, your that. It's you as an individual have rights. You do this group think, you do this group identity politics, and we keep going down this road, it's we're going to find ourselves... Yeah, but what's the collective? It doesn't include everybody because there's a, how many boxes do you check? How victimized are you, right? That's the victimhood status. But now what we do is we create laws and regulations that victimize other people, not our friends. Look at the tax code. We, we see groups of individuals protected by the law and other groups of individuals not protected by the law more and more. That's how we ended up with a Holocaust They took control of power by bullying people. Divided people into factions. Divided people into factions. And you end up with genocides. And I think that we're on a dangerous road to the same. I think this event that's coming up is important. We're going to have Rabbi Hahn on here in just a moment after the break. And he's going to be talking about this event. And I think that we've got to start deciding, do we want to have a country of laws that protect individual rights? and freedoms, or are we going to have a country of rulers that will dictate depending on who takes power? I think it's important to understand how these things in history occurred, and we need to make sure we're not repeating them because it's starting to look like we are. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back again with Rabbi Han. Don't go anywhere. We want to thank God and you, the listeners, for the opportunity to continue the Right Spokane Perspective radio show and podcast programming. Listeners, it's because of your support we continue to bring you facts, commentary, and alerts on what's happening in local government, politics, and issues affecting us all. Please send your most generous support to Right Spokane Perspective, LLC, PO Box 7620, Spokane, WA 99207. Thanks again, and back to the show. And welcome back to the second half of Right Spokane Perspective. We have Rabbi Han on with us, and we're going to be talking about an event coming up here really soon, and also some events Rabbi Han has been involved with. Welcome to the show. 
Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Could you hear me well? Yeah, I can. I know that you're amongst travels right now. You've you've done a lot of traveling in the last few days. Before we jump into that event, let's talk about uh, some of the experiences you've had. Which experiences are you referring to? Uh, well, you traveled over to D.C. for the pro-Israel event. Is that right? Right, right. So I, I actually traveled to an international conference of Chabad rabbis from literally all over the world, including from Israel. And I extended my trip by an extra day to join the March for Israel, which around... Uh, 290,000 Jews and and non-Jews and Christians uh, joined together to support Israel in Washington, D.C. So that was a, a peaceful event. Obviously, there was no news coverage of, of any problems at the event that we saw. You know, that's interesting you mentioned that because you have a uh, pro-Palestine event and you have like, uh, I don't know, a few hundred people and there's so much, so much, so much uh, violence, if you'd like. Uh, breakage of law, uh, disorderly conduct. And here you have hundreds of thousands of people. And all the only problem you have is the restaurants are booked to the T. Restaurants are booked. Well, and, and hotels are booked also. So there was a lot of business That's brought right. to town. Well, we actually happened to be over in Olympia at the time for a totally separate reason. And, and the pro-Palestine, um, there, there was... Uh, uh, antifada and things like that spray painted on buildings and hotels you know so there was obviously some criminal activity that happened at that uh, event and it, my understanding is all the events that were pro-israel had a different result that's right that's right you see a pattern here you see you know they had a big uh, uh the, the biggest parade in new york city the macy's parade um, you know, they, and they, and they, uh, they glued themselves to the floor. Um, I think that was in that parade. I'm not sure, but, but there's, there's some, you see a pattern, you see a pattern of where these are law abiding citizens. And these are people who are violence causing disruption at the grandest scale to, to push their message. Uh, which is, you know, if your message is, is legit, you shouldn't have to break the law. You shouldn't have to disrupt people's lives uh, continuously. Yeah, well, the First Amendment, I believe, is important for people to have their voices heard, but it doesn't include property damage. It doesn't include violence. It has to do with uh, with speech and and, it, and covering issues. And it, it is interesting to me, you know, we saw uh, riots go on in our country over the last several years that had nothing to do with anyone that any of these people actually knew. Now, with this issue with Israel over the decades people have talked about a two-state solution and obviously that's difficult if there's a group that only want one state right if, if it's not just a, it's not that they only want one state they wanted the, the annihilation in other words every Jew who's in Israel they want him dead which is part of their chant the river to the sea right that's what it means uh, if, in case folks don't know what it means that's what it means uh, um, so in other words it's not that they want we want to we want this to be under our governorship. We see what happened in Gaza when we gave it to them. They made it Jewish free. By the way, Christian free as well. Uh, there was no Jews in there. And that's what they want. And they want a Middle East that's only Muslim. Nobody else. No tolerance for anybody else. And where anyone goes, either you convert to us or we kill you. That's And they're, 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 and, and they state this openly, not in English, but in Arabic. Israel's first in the rest of the world. And they're working in Europe. And there's slowly, if you open your eyes and see, there are some of those beginning uh, agendas, if you like, right here in 
in the United States. Oh, yes. Um, the, uh, the introduction so of Sharia are, law. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not familiar with that, but the idea that you could have someone who, who's, uh, as his uh, alliance is, is uh, with his belief system and he rejects the country. These are two separate things. In other words, I, as a religious Jew, my alliance is number one always to my religion, to my belief system. But my alliance is also to my country, and they're not contradictable, not in America. Uh, but if you, if you place them both against each other, and you're in, in public position, and you're, and you're a leadership, you're, you're, that's a problem. Uh, when you set such a precedent, so then you take the values, American values of freedom of speech, American values of, uh, of democratic values, and you use it to, to demote, to put down America. That's a horrible thing. Uh, yeah. That's kind of a hole, if you like, in our in our in our in our uh, democratic system. There's a hole. There, there is a, and that's I believe a hole. Yeah. Well, I I think that obviously we're we're looking at a country that is now in turmoil because of all the divisions that we have here, but with uh, an introduction of a theocratic ideal like Sharia law and these things where they want to impose you know dictatorial. Th- theocratic rule that that's not what uh, the judeo-christian constitution or values call for it calls for freedom of speech and religion and also a democracy and rule of law not rule of religion or man uh, you have an event coming up that is an important event because we do need to remember those who have been lost to genocides of the past and that event is coming up sunday december 3rd she's called the honey girl tell us a little bit about this Okay, so we're, we have brought down uh, seven Holocaust survivors to the Spokane area. Uh, the first time I brought a Holocaust survivor, I thought I would have 100 people if I was successful, but we sold out at 1,400. Last event, we had 1,800. This event, we're not having so much. Maybe it's the holiday season. I don't know what it is. Uh, but um, why do I bring all these people down? Um, and hope, hopefully, we will sell out. But, but now we're, we're around 1,000. And hopefully we'll get to 1,200, 1,300. Uh, but the reason why I bring these people, after the first, the first Holocaust survivor I brought to Spokane, I send out a survey, both in, in writing and electronically, and, and comments that I read on my Facebook page at the time um, of the event. And the messages I got was, this event changed my life. Kind of repeated in different words. And I couldn't understand, you know, okay, you like the historic event, that why would it change your life? And I'll tell you why it changed people's lives. Because there's a lot of people, I want to say most people, but a lot of people for sure have a lot of trauma, carry baggage with them, and they struggle with it on a regular day, on a, on a, on a daily basis. And when they see a Holocaust survivor who went through the worst of the worst, is able to speak about their events, their trauma, in front of everyone, confront them, and laugh and trust God, trust humanity, that gives him the courage to find meaning and purpose and strength and courage in their lives to overcome their trauma. So that was the first thing that really, really motivated me to do it. Obviously, there is also that angle that I want anti-Semitism to stop. I want the world to see today there's a, there's a anti-Semitism is through the roof. Uh, there, there have been lo- local colleges here where anti-Semitism uh, spiked, and uh, Hitler would be proud, and I'm not exaggerating, I have a pile of evidence that parents and professors shared with me, and it's, it's, it's abhorring, it's, it's just horrendous. 
Um, so that's those are the two angles of why I brought them down here. This I'll, is important. I think the timing of this event, uh, Rabbi Han, is is important. Again, that's Sunday, December third. 7 to 9 p.m. You can get the tickets at ticketswest.com. Again, go to ticketswest.com. It's the Honey Girl of Auschwitz. Rabbi Han, I think the reason why this event is is not just timely but important, not only because of the anti-Semitism that we're seeing, but because of these ideologies that we're seeing in universities and organizations to divide people and create hatred amongst people where we don't want to ever see another genocide like the Holocaust again, but the only way to do that is to have people educated in how divisions are created that make conditions where these things are allowed in a society, these Holocausts. Right. So, so interestingly, you know, um, anti-Semitism has roots within the extreme right, and they all carry different agendas. The extreme right claims that, that uh, Jews are are tearing the country through a communist agenda and, and, and allowing immigrants to come freely, all sorts of things, which is not true because Jews, like all, every demographic, every group of people have various people to them. This anti-Semitism that we're seeing now is carried by the extreme left, which, which under the disguise of human rights doesn't allow, sees this, uh, says, oh, uh, uh, a Jew is not allowed to defend himself. When a Jew defends himself, he's wrong. Uh, we want to see a Jew getting beaten. You were you were butchered. You were massacred. You were raped. You were mutilated. Hundreds of your citizens were kidnapped. Doesn't matter. We want you to take that abuse. The moment you get up and defend yourself, and you do it in the most humane way, you tell the people to get out of the way. You're wrong because you're not supposed to do that. And we see this kind of. And an outburst of hundreds of thousands of people going, going out to the street all over the world. And what they're saying is one thing. They're all in unity, one voice. How dare you stand up for yourself? You're a Jew? Now I'll stand up for yourself. Well, and I think this is um, uh, very... They, they won't just go after the Jews. I think that it's, it's horrific what has happened to Jewish families. You know, we don't have bomb shelters in our homes in America, but that time may come if we allow uh, this kind of division. And to me, uh, it's not just uh, against the Jews, it's against individual countries. It is about global governance and particularly under Sharia law was is what they're real, uh, you know, if they get the uh, river to the sea, their next step is what they call the great Satan of America, right? I think that they don't want borders. And I think what's important for all countries, Israel, the United States, every country is secure borders and human rights based upon the individual, not groups. And that's what they've divided us into is groups. And I think that that's, that's a really dangerous thing uh, and a road to be heading down. I, 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 hear, I hear what you're saying. I think the I think the awareness of of, of this uh, event, uh, besides the historical value, has a lot of uh, value, uh, and I encourage everyone to come. And I, I just want to say one thing before I leave: um, anyone who cannot afford the ticket, we uh, we do have, due to our corporate sponsors, Avista, Inovia, and Washington Trust, we're able to. Give anyone whatever, you know, any scholarship that they can, that, that they may need. So if you can't afford $25 a ticket, 
it probably will go up and you know the day of because we gotta you know gotta add on a little more cheers uh last minute uh, but if, if you can't afford it we're happy to provide you a scholarship just contact me just send me an email rabbi han r-a-b-b-i-h-a-h-n at gmail.com and i'm happy to give you a code Okay, well, thank you very much for that, and and the listeners can respond as needed. Also, ticketswest.com. Again, this event coming up, it's important, as uh, Rabbi Hahn has mentioned, that, you know, the historic importance of understanding this event, how it happened, what the people went through. We need to make sure we know our history or we are doomed to repeat it. So, again, the Honey Girl of Auschwitz Sunday December 3rd, that's 7 to 9 p.m. Go to ticketswest.com to get those tickets. And let's understand our history. Let's make other people uh, aware of history so that we're not doomed to repeat it. And I know that you got to catch a plane, so thank you for your time again. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Let's be in touch. And right. please, you, you come as well. You and your wife join us as well. Thank you very much. Safe travels to you and we'll talk later all that being said folks we're out of time for today's show again ticketswest.com the honey girl of auschwitz will be with you again tomorrow bye-bye you have been listening to right spokane perspective we are sponsored by right spokane perspective llc and made possible by advertisers you hear and contributions from listeners like you